Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take oftentimes big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Hey, this is Kate. Welcome to Between Sundays with Nate and Kate. Um, We are here because what happens between Sundays matters. And we want to encourage you to be present and intentional with your faith every single day. Absolutely. What's today's topic, Nate? All right, we're going to get into the idea of worship. Like, what is it? Um, how do we do it when we're not at church? I think that is something um, we need to talk about. Right. I, I want to say initially, my concept of worship is music. Like, my brain goes to the idea of you're anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes of worship, depending on your church. Um, and that's what it, that I, I don't know. I don't want to speak on everybody's behalf, but I feel like in, initially our concept goes to singing at church. So I just kind of wanted to dig in a little bit, like what does that look like? Because when you go home, you know, on Tuesday afternoon, you don't have a full band in your house in, in general. Exactly. Right. So, so what does this even look like? So let's get into it. Okay. So I totally agree. Worship is something I feel like we are really good at doing at church when we're there. Um, but it's something that's really meant to be done every day. Mm-hmm. So in order to worship with our lives between Sundays, I think we kind of need to expand on what worship is, talk about practical ways we worship and how we want to worship in our lives. And um, an interesting statistic that I found uh, was that... Give it to me. Let me hear it. Over 78% of Christians say worshiping at a physical church service is important to them. So this was done by like a Barna Group study and I just thought that was really interesting because I was thinking if 78% of Christians think group worship at a physical building is important, I wonder how many, what percentage would say it's important to worship God at home throughout the week. Right. You know, I want to wonder that, um, I don't know that it's, we don't know how to do that at home. I wonder that it's just uncomfortable to do that at home in the way of like, you know, pausing your day, finding a time during the week or something to just to throw on some, whether it's worship music or, you know, time to just sit down and be reading the word. If you want to go through a, a book of the Bible and just start reading and, and different things, prayer, um, that we re- we have a tendency to just rely on it to be provided for us mm-hmm. so that it might be hard to have even like a reference point or a starting point. Right, which might get into then how do you define worship? Mm-hmm. Does it always have to involve music? Is it more than that? Is it not that at all? So let's start there. What okay. is worship? So one definition that I like, we went to a church, it's called Upper Room in Dallas, and the pastor there, Michael Miller, says that worship is agreeing with God's character. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I really like that Yeah. short, simple concept because it's not simple at all. It's not. And God's character is so vast mm-hmm. that worship can be agreeing with his character in so many ways. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Another definition that I found was Louis Giglio. He says, worship is our response, both personal and corporate, to God for who he is and what he has done expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live, um, which I relate that I relate to that much more with the concept of Between Sundays the fact that he has in the way we live. I feel mm-hmm. like it takes it outside of the music genre, even like just to say, this is about how we're doing life. Yeah. 
And I think that I, I want to nod towards that idea of getting out of the music genre because I, I feel like for us, if we talked about me and you, I am a, I play the drums. I've been um, a drummer. It's like my trade instrument, I would say. I've been doing that for, I don't know, 25 years or more. A part of different worship teams, um, a band and different things. I'll play the guitar a little bit and I'll play the piano a little bit. And mm-hmm. I like to try to sing a little bit. So, so I'm music, all over the place. Yeah, the music part of worship though is more natural to you. Yes. And I feel like you are not a musician. Right. And I think that like it's it's been fun over all of these years because all the stuff you've had to be a part of with music, I feel like you have a great sense of music and understanding of um, just different things, even whether it's live music or listening stuff, just because we've been doing life together for so long. Yeah, but, I but I'm just not a musical person as far like I enjoy music, but to play it is that's just not I don't have yeah. a musical bone in my body. And that's where I think like with when it comes to worship, it's like the the honoring of the Lord and the the serving of the Lord's heart is worship to me. Mm-hmm. Not so I feel like that's where if I can take that I can apply it to my life. You know, I love that I, definition. The the serving of the Lord's heart is worship to you. Yeah, that's so good. That I I remember being the table that's in our living room, the big the long one. I built that table in our garage. I was building it, and I remember not to sound bananas here but i remember just being like lord i want to honor you with this table that i'm building like i want i want there to be community around this table i want you to be around this table when we have friends and family and whoever over i just want to like i just wanted to honor the lord with it did the table turn out amazing no there's like weird stuff and i forgot some of the glue in certain spots i'd missed it i didn't see it so when you stain it it looks discolored but whatever the table has honored the lord and i feel like that's the worship of the lord it's like i want to serve your heart lord Right. And I think we often are like, but I don't play the guitar. I don't sing. I don't drum. I don't play the bass. I don't have a piano. That's not what it is. The crazy thing with music is it just cuts to the heart. Like music, there is something, and I'm not going to take this away from worship because there is something so powerful about music. We, we bring music into the most intimate moments of life. Right. You know, like funerals, weddings, births, weddings everything. Right. And I think that's because there's something that is crazy special about music. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to take that away. I just don't want, I don't want us to live in the idea that you have to have instruments going to worship the Lord. I think we need to scale out and realize our life can, can worship, can, can serve his heart. Mm -hmm. And how are we doing that? Right. Because we can listen to music maybe on our way to work, on our way home. We can have like worship music playing when we're making dinner and, Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of situations in life where there's no opportunity for music to be happening. No. So, and I do think you're right. Even as a not musical person, music sets the tone for a lot. If you have it in your earbuds or you're, you know, listening to it on your way somewhere, it definitely sets more of a worshipful tone within you. But when you're at the grocery store and you're working eight hours a day, you have different things going on. That's just not always a possibility. Yeah. So it's like if God asks us to live lives that are full of worship, is he asking us to do something that's impossible? Because not every aspect of our life inv- involves music. And I think, no. I mean, it's just like when he says to pray continually, he's not asking you to do something that's impossible. Right. Because with God, all things are possible. So... um. To talk, we can get into maybe talking more about how we do worship when we're not at church and when there's not maybe music involved. But 
I just want to say something about the definition of worship that I love from Romans. Mm-hmm. It's chapter 12, verse 1. And in the ESV, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then um, in the message, it says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-informed maturity in you. So that would be like a, like a summary, Romans mm-hmm. 12, 1 and 2 in the message. But um, it's that part about taking your everyday ordinary life, going to work and walking around life and placing it before God as an offering. That's crazy. It's crazy. It like, applies to everyone. Your stay-at-home mom, your mm-hmm. nurse, you know, you work from home. What is it that you're doing? Your student, everything can be placed before the Lord as an offering. Yeah. And I think that's what we discount. We discount the everyday ordinary. We look past it. Why? Because I don't know. I think too often we're trying to get through it. We're not even enjoying right. it. Right. You know, it's like you punch in to work already being like, I can't wait to get out of this hole. <laughs> you know, and it's like you say that, but it's true for so many people. It is true, and I think that it's like we miss it. We miss the opportunities to bring the offering to the Lord, and that's to me what the worship is. It's it's we were we were called to a life of gratitude, and uh, we were called to like a life of a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, and and we 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 miss it when we wait for an hour on Sunday, right, to sing the songs that someone else wrote. Mm-hmm. dude, that hits me. I mean, to think of like, you're, I'm not trying to be like a downer. I'm really not. Like, I think it's just like, I just want us to see it. I want us to see that. Like we have an offering to bring the Lord. Like right. we have, like you can, and it's in the gratitude. I think for me, it's in the gratitude of being thankful for my job. It's in the gratitude of being thankful for my home, my, my family, my friends. And, and starting there gets me on my heart on a path of, like thankfulness and gratitude. And then all of a sudden it, it clicks into like, God, I'm, I, it's you, you know, it's you that's provided these things for me. And I want, I want to just give it back to you and, right. and, and honor you with it. I feel like there's certain parts of our life. Like if we tie it together, uh, Michael Miller's definition, agreeing with God's character, along with Romans 12, one saying to take your everyday ordinary life and, and lay it before God, thinking about agreeing with God's character throughout our life. And God's character is displayed perfectly in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So if you're at work and you're displaying Jesus's character, I would define that as an act of worship. I would say you're living your life as worship. So if you are choosing to serve your coworkers instead of gossiping about them, if you are choosing to show kindness where you could be judgmental or you could be mean or rude, I think that's worship. Mm -hmm. If you're choosing to be patient with your kids when you have the opportunity to to shout or to be like snarky, I think that's worship. So I think that those are the things that take our everyday ordinary life and you agree with God's character and apply that to your life to live it as worship. Does that make sense? It's too much sense. It's, it's crazy it. when you change the perspective a little bit because then 
it makes then worship on Sunday mornings with your church even better because then there is a whole group of people who've been agreeing with God's character throughout the week and living their lives like it. And then you all come together and you say, today we're going to we're going to praise God as our as our redeemer, as our savior, as you know, the the fresh wind in in our lives, yeah. as, you know. And I love how weird it is the idea that grown adults come together and sing. Yes. <laughs> like you ain't see, you're not seeing that. I, I'm not doing that at the hospital. Like I mean, sometimes we get a little we sing a little bit some of us. But um it's just so funny when you really just look at the concept. But there's something so fun about it. That's why right. karaoke's fun. <laughs> but it's like you get together and you sing and you in your worship and you're like directing your attention towards the Lord. And then you realize how you're not the only weird person. There's, you know, the room is full of this, the same concept. So it's like encourages your heart even to do that. I love that about like corporate worship. There is yes. something fun about that. Yes. And that's why I think it's just super important too. It's not only it is like, you know, not, I don't know that's the starting point, but it's just so refreshing to come together on a Sunday. But then, like you said, taking that through the week, honoring the Lord, his character, and then coming back on the next Sunday when you've been, that's huge, babe. I right? love that point. Well, you know, we're intentional on Sunday mornings too, which I think is a huge thing. We have that time set aside every week that we know probably every week that we're going to go and worship, maybe several times a week. Some people do Sundays. Sunday nights still, mm-hmm. if you're old school. Let's go. Uh, There's no school like the old school. Wednesday nights. So, um, yeah, I feel like we're so intentional with that. But then when it comes to Monday morning, are we intentional about thinking, okay, I'm getting my day started. I'm living a life of worship today. I'm I'm going to worship on my way to work today or whatever it right. is. Like I feel like on Sundays that's really helpful to us because it is like a moment that we have set aside, uh, set aside to specifically focus on the Lord. Mm-hmm. But then every day of the week, we have opportunities too. Like, this is something that's kind of weird. I don't know if it exactly Go, goes say, along with let, this. Okay. It, it will. We'll make it happen. Go. So a long time ago, one of the first scriptures I memorized was Matthew 6.33. I don't know what it is. That's okay. Go. <laughs> it's seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And now, sometimes if I look at the clock and it's 6.33, I think of that verse. Isn't that cool? (laughs) It's weird, but it reminds me. It reminds me of God and it reminds me to stop and thank him for for what he's providing in my life. That if I seek him first, you know, all these things will be added unto me. I don't have to worry. He's my provider, that kind of thing. That's fun. So I feel like if you set up different habits in your life too, just like your habit is Sunday morning going to church to worship. If you set up different habits in your life, I feel like that could be an intentional way to lead you into that. Well, they, I completely agree. And it, it, that statement reminds me of the concept of when the Israelites in the Old Testament set up altars because they were reference yes. points to when they were losing traction. This was established as a place of honor and worship to the Lord, this point. So it's like, I think that concept throughout the week, if you had things that like I think of like friends Bible study when we have once a week we would ha- we're in between right now but um, having a Bible study outside of church or outside you know you have yes. these points of like get together intentional ideas about the Lord and I think those are the moments that can reset you through the week. Yes, it's important. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. Hey, um. 
if anybody noticed, we're, we've had a pandemic for the past two and a half years or whatever it's been. This is true. Um, was it hard for you to worship during COVID? Like, especially the initial lockdown idea, whatever. Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, at first during COVID, as a family, like you and I, we tried to do like uh, church on TV. So we mm -hmm. would watch it and it was okay. Like we were still finding it valuable, but it was very different for us. Like it was hard to watch and worship without becoming a spectator and yeah. just feeling like we were watching the worship team. And then we were kind of listening to a message that we were kind of distracted by because there's laundry and there's yeah, you're, food you're to make. Yeah, you sitting on the couch. Like it was hard for me. Yes. It was hard for me. I'll speak through it out loud. It was hard for me. Um, I've never been it, with watching worship on things, TV, whatever, streaming it. I, it's hard for me to engage in that. And I don't know, if, partly if it's the musician in me where I'm just, I, I've struggled through that for life. Critiquing it could have been, stuff. But, but I do have a picture one time of Bear literally crawling on your back while there was like music playing yeah. and you're trying to like have a moment and he's like, let's yeah. wrestle. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, not today, Satan. But um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's always been a little bit of a challenge for me to engage. Sometimes I feel like I'm like um, eavesdropping or like, because there's people there having a, a moment with the Lord and I'm just like looking through the window like a weirdo. That's how I feel. Um, so that was a little bit challenging. I think personally, I think because I am a musician, there's times where I was able to just play the guitar and just have my own time, which I've done yes. anyways. But I was going to say that I think it ended up for us being that for us to kind of do our own thing on Sunday mornings was almost, it was a little more engaging for everybody. So like you would play the guitar, Bear would sing, I would be reading my Bible and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And just kind of being okay with it being a little different yeah. was fine. And then that made worship during COVID a little easier for us. Yeah. And I think too, even just like uh, the realization of what we we can do and what we can, um, the offering we can bring. Because right. when it was, when I think it all of a sudden became all of our individual responsibilities. Yes. And that was, I think, a reality check for us. I know it was. And I think for other people, if you look back, I think you could, that was a hard time, man. Yeah. Well, we, and we put the, you're right. I think what you said about became our individual responsibilities is I think that that's really important to recognize that we sometimes depend on the church. It's not just like it's adding something to us that they provide a worship service, but we're dependent on that. Mm -hmm. So then we don't know how to do it on our own, especially if that's the only thing that we consider as worship. Absolutely. I have an idea that we have over all of these years, I, I can only speak to what I know here in Michigan, but I feel as though the responsibility of the gospel and as a whole has been the church has taken on that vulnerability to where mm -hmm. we don't know individually how to carry that and what to do with it because we've just allowed it to be presented to us and access to us and it's the good thing but seeing it back over all these years how it has it changed like it had a shift and a hard stop for a minute there it was um i think that should be a reality check to us as far as like the worship of the lord is more than singing on a sunday and that we can do it like as a family, as an individual throughout the week. Yes. And that I don't, I don't know. It's I, for me, it's not that the Lord requires it of us as much as it, as he invites us to do it. Right. And I think that it takes out like the guilt, uh, the, the shame of not, I don't know how to play an instrument or whatever, however we view it, all of those things. And, um, 
where it's like, no, the Lord is inviting you to have communion with him, not requiring you to sing a song, you know? And I think that has freed my mind up over all these years. Yes. So one other area, we talked a little bit about uh, family, how this applies for family at home and during your your day, and a little bit about work. Um, what about like at school? How do you think that worship could be for students out there? You're going through your school days. What does worship look like during the day when you're a student? Oh, man. Um, I imagine if I can think back, I mean, I, I didn't do that. I was, okay, I would say it would be... Um, like you initially talked about like the character of the Lord, like yes. what, what aspects of God like that can just be like simplified all the way down to elementary school, all the way through college. One aspect is just truth. Like he is the way, the truth and the life, you know? So I think if you could just like meditate in your mind of like, like he's true, you yes. know, like I want to be true. I don't want to give away portions of my, personality or my identity or anything to something that's false and creates me to be false. And I think for students, um, if you're pulling from the Bible, like I think pulling characteristics of the Lord, you can find little ones that are just, that can be whittled down to a basic concept. Like the truth of the Lord is complicated. It's in depth. It's, it's unbearable almost, you know, but the concept of truth is simple, right? Don't lie be true, you know, and I think that's a way that I think students can do that. Like there's things that are going to challenge the truth in you and you have to decide, am I going to worship the Lord and honor his character right now? Or am I going to not? Yes. And that's, that's tough. It's tough stuff, but I don't know. That's what I think of. Right. And then bringing that kind of back around to the Sunday morning again, if you are a worship leader or a worshiper, how much more pure will that be when you've been doing this every day of the week when Mm -hmm. you've been making truth your goal and worship your goal throughout the week yeah i dig it okay so we've been talking about worship and what it is we've been talking about how to worship when we're not at church and wrapping it up i'd just say that if we are not worshiping between sundays we are missing out i agree yeah like we're missing out on a just on on being a part of god's plan every day on connecting with him a little bit more deeply and on kind of like blessing the other people in our lives too, because if we're living as a servant and we're living loving, kind lives, that's going to be a huge benefit to the people around us. Absolutely. Um, Hey guys, if you guys want to find out more about us, you can check us out at betweensundays.life. Or if you feel like uh, inclined to do it, you can buy our book Between Sundays on Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net. And remember, your life is lived every day. And what happens between Sundays matters.